0: now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event, Patreon and free feed. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here on the MLW Rewind. If you're listening on SNME, Patreon and free feed, Welcome. If you're watching us on YouTube, welcome. If you're listening on any other podcast platform, welcome. This is the MLW Rewind, and I never do this alone. I always do this with not my better half, but a half, Uncle Bobby V.
1: <laughs> thanks, I think. Uh, yeah, and if it's not me, it's somebody else. Like, thanks to uh, Michelle The Voice for stepping in uh, after Fury Road. I appreciate that.
0: Well, we actually have to get into that real quick before we jump into this week's episode. So, Michelle and I were reviewing Fury Road and it's available on across all these amazing platforms. So, you can check it out. Go back and listen to me and the voice talk about how epic Fury Road was and how much we enjoyed it. But she had some choice words about the pedicure procedures of a one Mr. St. Laurent. Now, I don't want to dredge up anything that may hurt St. Laurent's feelings in any way, but his foot was deformed before Mance Warner took a chunk out of it. And that's that's factual. Uh, and The Voice called him out on that, to which there was a Twitter, Twitter battle that ensued, or an X battle, I guess, an X battle that ensued. And it went back and forth to possibly a chess game with a pigeon. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going around. But kudos to The Voice for hanging tough with the head of the WTF. And no, that's not what the fuck. That stands for World Titan Federation.
1: Mm-hmm
0: but uh i don't know rob i know you don't have x so you don't utilize x but i did fill you in on the exploits of the epic x battle that was uh what do you think do you think that the the voice was right about saint laurent's foot and how nasty it was i mean he he's
1: he's a busy guy he's Mm. out and about doing things your feet are bound to get pretty beat up um i don't know if i want to be taking sides there to be honest with you uh you're gonna you're gonna just stay in the gray area. I, gonna... I'm going I'm going Swiss
0: on this one. I'm just staying impartial, staying impartial. Fair enough. I also want to give kudos to Matt Stryker. We mentioned it in the review show, but to point out that Matt Cardona's foot was a completely different color was also epically fantastic because the tanner really didn't reach Cardona's feet. So yeah, if you're gonna tan that, if you're gonna go with that dark, if you're gonna be an eight like Ross Geller, you gotta eight the whole thing. You can't just not eight the feet. You have to. You have to eight the whole eight the whole thing. You have to do it. You know what I mean? You get it. You understand. I get it. I get it. it. All right. All right. Moving on. My friend's joke didn't seem to land as well as I thought it would. But anyways, this is the fallout from Fury Road. And what a fallout it was. We start off talking again about another man's feet. That's right. We're at the WTF headquarters or the World Titan Federation headquarters. We're in MSL's office. And he is not happy. He has bare bones pasty white foot all over his desk and he's talking about how his general practitioner sent him to a vet for a rabies shot because Mance Warner bit him and he's not an orangutan but he feels that he is the greatest promoter ever and Mance Warner he broke the deal it was kiss my foot not mutilate my foot Matt Cardona's coming for the SGC, and when he does, there will be hell to pay. Then he yells off camera about someone to get a nurse to change his bandage, which I guess he was in the middle of changing before the promo began. But Rob, what do you think about the uh, words of the now world's greatest promoter before we get into his announcement only a few minutes later, live on air? So we had a promo in his office, that somehow he made it all the way to Philly to cut a promo in the ring.
1: Like that, like just that. you know, he, he, he's he's got a Learjet clearly that flies at the speed of sound mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or speed of light, I should say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but no, it was <laughs> I actually like this transition with more on screen time for Mr. Saint Laurent, kind of his own faction now. Uh, I dig it. He's pretty creative with the stuff he says. It's a lot of like oddball off the wall stuff and I love it. Uh, So I'm I'm stoked to see what happens with this World Titan Federation uh, because we'll get
0: some we'll get some more on that almost immediately. Absolutely, but first thing we got to announce our main event for tonight, and that is Rob. I'm going to let you take the uh, the front on this one. How do you pronounce this gentleman's name? Shigeru Irie. Yeah, Irie is going to throw down with the one and only Calvin Tankman for the W X W Unified Heavyweight World Championship. So that'll be a barn burner, and it was absolutely one hell of a fucking match. Uh, and now, like Rob said, immediately going into that announcement, MSL's in the ring. And he is disgusted that he's back in Philly. But he introduces the newest member of the WTF. Again, that's not what the fuck. That is the World Titan Federation. And it is... Uh, And he also made an announcement that he resigned his position in office with MLW. He has now been given a promoter's license by the MLW Commission. And the newest member of the WTF is none other than, it's not his fault, Snitsky. Rob, what did you think about the giant that is Snitsky being announced as the newest member of the WTF?
1: Uh, I mean, Mr. Saint Laurent's making moves. What can I say? Uh, we knew Snisky was coming back, but now he's got that representation, uh, and then he came out and just beat the beat the hell out of poor. Uh, oh God, what was that guy's name again?
0: Lucifer L. I was actually going to get Lucifer it.
1: Lucifer L. Thank well, this you.
0: This was like you were saying. This was a straight up squash match. Um, clothesline. And then he got boot fucked in the face by Schnitzky, a power slam, then a ridiculous height-wise choke slam. I mean, Schnitzky is 6'6", and he lifted this guy almost close to eight feet up in the air before he dropped him down for the easy one, two, three. Uh, This is literally and figuratively a huge statement win and a huge acquisition for the World Titan Federation. I mean, you can't be called the Titan Federation without having literal titans so when you think about matt cardona davy boy smith jr and now snitsky this is literally mountains among men would you agree there's a
1: titanic lineup
0: oh well played all right hey you know what unlike you i can give you credit when a a a dad joke lands what
1: do you mean unlike me
0: well you just no sold my can't even
1: give credit to the greatest
0: pop star of our generation So that's Rob. She's not on this episode. We're leaving it alone. We are leaving it alone. It was a breath of fresh air at the review show. Not to have to fight with you, you. You tone deaf son of a bitch. We are not going into that.
1: Hot summer fun. Fucking
0: idiot. All right. Anyways, after this match, MSL and Snitsky are hugging or embracing off to the corner and he whispers something in Snitsky's ear. Snitsky gets a shit eating grin on his face and he goes over and knocks Mr. L, uh, who was being stretchered out of the arena, out of the stretcher, and continues to beat him down. And then St. Laurent, after L is beat down, St. Laurent gives a couple quick kicks before he points at his acquisition, and they eventually do leave the ring entrance area.
1: Uh, shades of uh, Sid Justice in the build-up to WrestleMania Eight, just like demolishing guys on stretchers after the match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a cool little touch there. It, it helps reinforce the fact that Snitsky is ruthless, uh, he enjoys inflicting pain on others, and Mr. St. Laurent enjoys directing that pain on others.
0: Fair enough. That's a fair assessment. And you know what? Um, I would I would put Snitsky and uh, St. Laurent as a modern-day uh, Sid Justice and uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I actually would. I would compare MSL with uh, Big Bobby, for sure I would. Or
1: would you compare him to Harvey Whippleman, a.k.a. Downtown Bruno? Yeah, he like... Manager for that eight WrestleMania eight kind of run there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I would, I would, I would give it to, uh, I would give it to, yeah. I would be like if Whippleman and Bobby the Brain had a one night stand, St. Laurent would be the love child of said one night stand.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's like Harvey Heenan. I gotcha.
0: Yeah, I like that. Harvey Wigelinen, that's trending. Let's make that trend, ladies and gentlemen. Let's make a trend. All right, so the big announcement too, I mean, St. Laurent is all over the early goings of this episode, and he was all over Fury Road. Because a big announcement in the first episode of Sessions with St. Laurent, which I hope becomes a staple as we go deeper into these fantastic pay-per-views that MLW is throwing together. Uh, Selena De La Renta is back in MLW. Big return. And we got a little highlight reel package of all the people that she fucked over. That's right. One after the other. Everyone that she aligned herself with that ultimately screwed because she is forever the ultimate opportunist. But in her words, to quote her words, the bitch of MLW is back. And I cannot wait to see who she brings to Slaughterhouse October 14th. Um, And it was... I'm looking forward to seeing which luchador she brings through the doors. And with all the stuff that MLW is doing now with WXW, also the big announcement... At Fury Road being that New Japan we know is coming and Mizoro Suzuki is coming. And we get a huge announcement at the end of this show as to who wants to challenge Suzuki. And I think Rob and I already thought that this was who was going to be the challenger. But it was still cool to see it actually come to fruition and be the challenger. But we'll get to that a little bit later. It was at the very end of the episode. Um, you know, Selena De La Renta. Forever the ultimate opportunist. Rob, what do you think about the queen bee of MLW making her triumphant return after three years? Like when we started this podcast, she was just on her way out. So you really didn't yeah. get all the sprinkle that was Selena De La Renta. But now wow. you're in for
1: a real treat. Hard to believe we've been doing this three years. Holy smokes. But yeah, yeah. she's been uh, out, of, out of wrestling, it seems like for a little bit. She's been doing the OnlyFans thing with uh, Alicia... They had a lot of success doing that, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm happy to see her. Hey, I'm happy to see anybody who used to wrestle come back to wrestling, like rediscover that passion, fuck some more people over. You know what I mean? Like that's what pro wrestling is all about. Uh, so be be great to see what they do with uh with Serena, add a little more uh, spice to that that featherweight division, if you will.
0: Absolutely, you know she's going to be bringing in some marquee talent, and uh, again, if you don't know who she's made enemies with one is caesar durant who is incognito still another one would be conan another one would be uh king midas uh another one would be there's just a list there's a list Uh, king mayor sorry there's a list of people that she's screwed over uh yeah She's, she's, she's yeah she's she's got a fair amount of enemies on her short list and it's too bad that um Alicia is not still doing the backstage correspondent because they had great chemistry and hating one another. Uh, but they I did. do, I can't wait to see how she interacts with Sam Latourna because as we know, Selena De La Renta likes to be the only woman in MLW that matters in her eyes. So uh, her and Sam Latourna are definitely going to have some battles uh, when those backstage interviews do happen hundred percent for sure. But the one thing I will say is that if Selena pushes Sam, Sam's got wrestling training. Alicia never had any wrestling training, but she did get in the ring with Selena and she gave it her best. Didn't really work, but she gave it her best. But Sam does have pro wrestling training. And I believe if that happens, Sam will have no problem stepping through the ropes to smack Selena De La Renta in the face. I'm calling it now. 100%. Sam
1: can go. Uh, she's she's uh, she works out. She's uh, fit. She doesn't take any
0: BS from anybody. Like I wouldn't want to be on, a, on the bad side of Sam Latourna. Absolutely not. And if you want to get more in-depth information about Sam Laterna, well, your boy just dropped an interview with Sam Laterna, a conversation, if you will, on the Straight Talk page. It came out literally two days ago. So check it out. It's available everywhere, including SNME, like we said, and all that good stuff. So check it out if you want to get. It's quick, short, sweet, but it's an awesome 15-minute conversation that I really, really enjoyed, and I can't wait to have Sam back on the show. Now, Calvin Tankman, he cuts a promo, and he's talking about the partnership between MLW and WXW. And he pretty much tells Erie to make sure his mouthpiece is in, make sure it's locked in tight because he's going to knock it out and then he's going to knock him out and he's going to take his unified world championship by any means. And does the whole, you know, throat slash thing. Calvin Tankman cutting some serious heat on this promo. It got me hyped for this match. Rob, Calvin Tankman has kind of been MIA in MLW for a little bit since the falling out with EJ and Duca and Duka got taken out by the calling but he's back and he wants to cut his teeth in the singles run again he wants to go back to basics as he called it what's your thoughts on Calvin Tankman's promo and how he really made me look even more forward or if he made you look more forward to this match that was coming up later on in the show
1: I, I, I was already pretty stoked because it's too kind of like is a pretty big big dude and Tankman is a, a tank man so uh it's i mean i was already pretty stoked but i i enjoyed this this promo tankman set out what he was there to do he he said i'm I'm gonna win by any means necessary uh i
0: i was really really excited for this match i knew it was going to be a a good one absolutely and now we go back to the ring and matt striker's in the center of the ring and he is in joe Dabrowski's words going to do some investigative reporting and before he even gets started really on talking about why he's standing in the center of the ring He's interrupted by FBI, who's in action tonight in a trios match. And they bring out their mystery partner, which is none other than Jesus Rodriguez. You may know him as Claim to Fame. For him, was being Alberto Del Rio's personal ring announcer. And uh, they're taking on the main event and Microman. So as Joe Dombrowski coined them, Micromania. And I, I actually thought that uh, that nickname was pretty cool. And uh, Rob and I both did get to see Main Event and Microman in action a few weeks ago in Toronto at the Man Lucha. It was a fantastically awesome show. Microman is... We are so hyped about Microman. We love Microman. But seeing Microman live, it hits so different. He is so fantastically talented. And when he's in uh, the ring, especially with the talent that he was in the ring at the Man Lucha, who has some of the best homegrown, and they bring in some of the best imported talent, Uh, It's one great show. If you're ever in Toronto, I highly recommend Demand Lucha to every single person. It's on a Thursday, but it's a great two and a half hours, and it doesn't even feel like two and a half hours. And it's such a welcoming, great venue. And it's got high ceilings, so the luchadors can do all their crazy shit and not have to worry about knocking themselves out.
1: And you can breathe.
0: Yes, you can. And it doesn't smell like BO because it is air-conditioned and heated.
1: Well, I I wouldn't go that far. I mean, pro pro wrestling fans, I've never been to a show with no BO.
0: This is fair. Fair enough. Not? And I'm
1: not singling any promotion like it's no. just it, it's there needs to be it's, like I a guess, deodorant I
0: guess, night. at. I guess the way I was describing it is that it's a little bit more spacious. Oh, yeah. Parkdale Hall you know, spacious. You don't is, really yeah. get a full whip of BO all the time. There's space. Well, OK, where that's where fair.
1: Yeah. That's fair.
0: Yeah, there's spaces where there is no BO. Anyways, we're getting off tangent, but they interrupt Matt Stryker and uh, and uh, they stop him. And uh, but main event quickly cuts them off because. Rodriguez is talking about how Latinos and Italians they're all the same Guido was doing little Guido things he was mimicking microman by dropping on his knees him and Ray Jazz all three of these guys are very electric with their in especially Ray Jazz and little Guido the fact that they weren't really on the mic and Rodriguez was on the mic but they were doing so much little fantastic things around him that it made this promo 10 times better than it would have been and this is no shot at Rodriguez just if Rodriguez was talking they were beside him kind of nodding their heads. It would have just been a blah promo, but the fact that they were doing all the little over-animated things really elevated uh, the hype of this match as well. They
1: were selling the promo. You don't just sell matches. You
0: sell everything. They were absolutely. selling that promo. It was great. They absolutely were. And uh, the main event in Microman comes out, and uh, this one was entertaining as it possibly could be. Uh, I mean, Little Guido got bit in the butt. Microman uh, told the FBI to shut the fuck up and then poked both of them in the eyes. Uh, main event was main event. They were just phenomenal, flying all over the place. And it was just amazing. And they pulled out the win, all three of them. And as they're celebrating, Sam Adonis comes out, and he is throwing all kinds of shade at Microman. He pretty much talked about how Microman was run out of A, how he actually left his wife and his newborn baby because Microman was jealous of the attention the baby was getting. And at that point, Sam Adonis steps in the ring and main event is ready to go. Microman is ready to go. But who shows up? MSL and Snitsky. So Snitsky, double chokeslams, main event, takes them out of the equation, if you will. And then it's Snitsky, Adonis, and MSL just doing everything they possibly can to pin down Microman. They do. And then MSL's got like a potato sack with him and he pours it out and it's a couple little dolls And he's telling Snitsky, who was once a great college football player and a great punter, to punt these dolls before they punt Microman. And just, just as they're about to punt Microman, literally, Sam Adonis is holding him by the feet, has his head planted on the ring. Snitsky is lining up, and SGC finally shows up. Make the save. Make the save, and Microman is saved, and everyone kind of scurries away. But the damage was done. The damage was done. And before we get into your thoughts on all of this, Sam Latourne is waiting for Sam Adonis backstage, talking about what just transpired. And he says that he wants to do what everyone in Mexico wants him to do, which is make sure Microman never steps foot in an MLW ring again. So next week, this was announced moments after next week, we are getting Sam Adonis, Microman, MLW. Fusion next week. That's going to be awesome. But Rob, what did you think about everything from we talked about the first promo, so we'll forget about that. But from the match to all this shit that transpired before SGC saved the day and literally saved Microman. Uh,
1: yeah, was, there's was a lot going on there. Uh, the, the the match itself was uh was enjoyable. I I like I really I was chuckling with Jesus Rodriguez exp- explaining the similarity between Italians and Latinos. He was like, you guys are the original Latinos. and He was going on and on. Like I was being of Italian descent that made me chuckle more than once. We got the same colors, you know, all the, all this stuff, a uh, fun match, uh, interesting conclusion there. We're building up some new uh, rivalries and feuds. Uh, some new blood comes in every year and at the open draft. So it's almost like a, a little reset for things, but yeah, there, there was a lot going on, but it was all good. I mean, it, it was an enjoyable, all these segments. Uh, I, I
0: was digging it. Absolutely. This was a great, and a much like a Raw after WrestleMania, MLW seems to knock it out of the park with the fusion right after. Never Say Never was amazing. And now the fusion after Fury Road was phenomenal as well. And we're building to that with another great expose. Their production team is fantastic. We always shout them out. They're amazing. And these exposes that they do are completely incredible. And this one on Alex Kane, was probably my favorite one hands down. Ah, uh, he got real. He got sentimental. He got honest, talked about being bullied, talked about um his parents having, you know, relationship problems when he was younger, talked about the fact that he was picked on uh, for his race, picked on for the way he looked, picked on for a lot of things. And at the early age of only ten years old, did he contemplate suicide. And I, I myself have been there literally two years ago. And um he talked about how it's cliche to say that pro wrestling saves lives but in his eyes pro wrestling literally did save his life uh it was incredible to watch the journey of everything that transpired at never say never from the backstage footage uh to after winning the title and then recruiting bougie which is the newest member of the boom fight club everything was just fantastic but this expose was seven minutes of nothing but pure enjoyment i could have they could have made a whole uh 48 minute episode just on this expose and I would have absolutely loved it. And I hope there is a, a part two of this one. But uh, yeah, this kudos to the production team. Kudos to Alex Cade for being real and being honest and, and sharing that. And and uh, on a platform such as big as that. But to let you know that, you know, pro wrestling does save lives. And pro wrestling does make connections in this world that are deeper than most people know. And uh, yeah, everything about this expose was just phenomenal. Uh, Rob, what did you think about the Alex Cade expose, man? Loved it. Uh, it, it,
1: you know, when you have a Alex isn't a, necessarily a good guy, uh, but he was just kind of open and bare and honest and, and talking about some of the stuff that we talked about with him, like when he knew Bumaye was really for the people and was really taken off and, and, it, you know, we said it, he made himself undeniable with his in-ring work with his promos with the way he got over with the crowd he made himself undeniable he deserves all the credit he's getting and where he's at right now and i love just learning a little bit more about him and like you said the, the mlw production team really just been knocking them out of the park with these these little uh, backstage bio expose kind of things I, I love them
0: absolutely and now without further ado it's main event time yes it's that time talking is over and now it's time for hitting there was a whole lot of hitting in this one calvin tankman versus erie for that wxw unified championship and literally that was just the hitting was on the menu all kinds this was as hard hitting as it could be this was a literal hoss fight of two epically talented individuals that took it every which way, and just when uh, just to see Calvin Tankman get rocked to the point where he was teetering in the center of the ring from that boot kick from Erie, and to see Erie literally be wrapped like a pretzel around the ropes, it was fantastic. But Erie has to land two big boom lariats to score the win, and he does. Finally, puts Tankman down with the first with the second one because the first one really didn't connect. But it was incredible. And the show of respect at the end of the match between Tankman and Erie was phenomenal as well. We always love to see two guys who go at it hard, but respect each other at the end of the day. And it was great to see that. And <clears throat> I cannot wait uh, to see Calvin Tankman go at anybody from New Japan that they bring in, or anybody else from WXW, or anybody else from, you know, AAA, or anybody, because Calvin Tankman can go. And that dude needs to get some singles gold around him. Like he's had a tag gold, that's great, but we definitely need to see uh, that open weight title or that. Ha- I would love to see Tankman versus Alex Kane because there is still unfinished business from a few years ago when he took Tankman out of the Opera Cup final or the Opera Cup, whatever you want to call it. But Rob, what did you think of this match?
1: Uh, I thought
0: the match was a banger. They beat the hell out
1: of each other. There was a lot of hard hits. Uh, Calvin took a, a back bump on the the outside that just looked ruthless because he he had no padding there uh the the lariats from Erie were just deadly the, you know like you said calvin tankman is a, a incredible talent um what we've all seen from alex kane over the last two years that could just as well be calvin tankman two years from now mm-hmm. uh he's he's incredibly we've seen him work live at least I've seen him I'm pretty sure you have too Mm -hmm. Uh, he's just like he's incredible when he's not working MLW he's just as good like he's he's really really talented as a pro wrestler I think he's almost just the only thing holding him back maybe is just he's too nice he's got to get meaner even when he's being mean I'm still like I want to give you a hug bro like he's just got to be like meaner so Calvin Tagman's got already a lot of skill, but he's got tons of upside. He's still pretty young and it's, ex- it's going to be exciting watching uh, his career rise. Cause we live vicariously through these dudes. So uh, mm-hmm. l- love watching this. The match was great. Great seeing Irie back in MLW, uh, given that MLW's got such a, a small core roster and they, they do bring in a lot of people for short term deals or one-offs or whatever like that. I love that they're going out and reaching out to new Japan and bringing in some people from there. We've seen such great talent come over from Dragon Gage and Skywalker. Uh, Matt Stryker mentioned that speaking of which Matt Stryker really on point. This episode uh, popped to me a couple times with some comments. He was great, but yeah, solid match, solid episode of fusion uh it was a fun one to rewind
0: absolutely i could have said it better myself and so uh, a couple little tidbits before we wrap this one up next week alex kane will have a press conference to talk about his next title fight and that'll be next week on uh, mlw fusion and then at the end of this match jacob is in the back he's got something to say and he's excited he's excited about new japan coming he's excited about mizoro suzuki coming and he says suzuki He's never run into an ooze before. And he's <laughs> just hoping that that could happen. So if that's Slaughterhouse on October 14th, we are going to get Jacob Fatu versus Minoru Suzuki. Shut up and take my money and everyone out there pay the 799. Cause this will not fucking disappoint. Okay. Again, Jacob Fatu versus Minoru Suzuki. If this is where they're going, this is the best person next to Calvin Tankman or Alex Kane. I would love to see step into the ring with arguably one of the greatest combat fighters of all fucking time. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm throwing that out there.
1: Yeah, people people know, but some of them maybe don't that Minoru Suzuki's a shoot fighter too. Like he fought in Pancras, which was supposed to be work shoe fights but very few of them were ever worked like they really just beat the shit out of each other like when more minoru, minoru suzuki's a legit badass he's not just out there in the ring working he can twist you up and pe- beat you down mm-hmm. so i i i oh, i'm so excited it's going to be great suzuki's in the twilight of his career probably going to be his last run that he's been doing so let's do it i'm so i'm so excited
0: absolutely i mean anywhere and everywhere, any promotion that they can get their hands on this guy, do it. Impact's brought him in. MLW's bringing him in. Uh, I AEW brought him in. I would love to see him do a one-off in WWE if it was possible. But WWE doesn't really bring in the one-offs anymore. Ever since, like, the no. Mike Tyson era, if you will. No. So, uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But regardless of the fact, Suzuki is coming to MLW to Slaughterhouse. Which is going to be incredible. And, um, yeah, that's it. Oh, I forgot to ask you. Uh, what did you think? of the weapons of mass destruction match there was no covid in a box there was no anthrax but the biohazard box was there and we did get to see the fireworks and the face melting again so you know
1: i haven't watched it yet
0: oh okay well you got to get on that
1: i know i've been uh it's been a little busy this week with work and band and other stuff so i'm waiting till i have a nice little bit of time to sit down and fully enjoy the pay-per-view
0: absolutely it's a, it's two two and a half hours of nothing but absolute entertainment so great you will enjoy it all right uh, guys that's it for this one this rewind is in the can again thank you so much for watching listening uh wherever you get your ear candy and your eye candy i mean if you want to stare at us you know hey whatever floats your boat i guess uh <laughs> for me and the one and only uncle bobby b peace love and wrestling we'll see you guys next week peace
1: adios